Welcome everyone to the Dads Unplugged podcast. This is episode number 15 and I'm super excited. I am your co-host Sean Pace here with my other co-host and our guest. Hello Nelson. Hey Sean, excited to be back for another episode um, and really excited to get to know uh, Nick a little bit better. Uh, Nick Cavado, you know, public speaker, mentor to entrepreneurs, brand expert, father, um, amongst other things. And I got a, a brief chance to hear him a few times on Clubhouse sharing. And I was like, you know what? His philosophies, at least when it comes to his business, sound right up the alley of if they translate into fatherhood, I think it's something that dads will get a lot out of. So, Nick, why don't you take two or three minutes, introduce yourself, your family dynamic, how many kids you have, uh, what businesses you know you do currently run or what you're currently doing, and then we'll get off to a few questions for you. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, Nelson. Appreciate it a ton, Sean. Thank you uh, for having me. And 15 is one of my lucky numbers, man. So this is this is really special. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so my name is Nick Cavuto. Um, I am uh, a speaker, entrepreneurial mentor. Uh, really, I just have a big heart for people, uh, whether that's for my team at tenyearbrands.com. It's an agency that I run where we create daily content for entrepreneurs. Uh, and and or, um, you know, whether that's within my uh, mentorship focused business, which is through my personal brand um, and uh, nickcavuto.com. And really, those are the two primary areas of where I focus on. Um, you know, our agency and our consultancy are both focused on transformation. And uh, it's been a part of my life for a long time. I don't get to, a chance to talk about this on every podcast, but I think from a leadership perspective uh, at home and also in work, uh, I was a pastor for seven years before I ever got into entrepreneurship. So I kind of did the journey backwards. Um, I kind of went into like nonprofit contribution, like for nothing. I think I was making like $26,000 a year. Um, I did that for the first seven years uh, of of my career, if you, if you want to kind of look at it that way. And um, it really helped me hardwire the understanding of where people are at, what their needs and desires are, what the challenges are that they face. And certainly when it comes to fatherhood, how to be a great father, not only at home, but also, you know, truly in a spiritual sense with a lot of people who are counting on you. And um, so those are the interesting dynamics that I faced. Uh, our church grew from a thousand to 10,000 people in five years. Um, and so you're, you're a father of a lot of people uh, in more of in a spiritual sense as a guide and a mentor. And then at home, um, I have three kiddos, uh, five and under, and uh, we're expecting our fourth in uh, September. So we're going to have then six four, six and under. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's wild at home and there's certainly a lot of different dynamics. Happy to talk about those today. I'm an open book, so I'm ready to get into it, man. Wow. Um, I have so many questions now about a hundred and we'll try to condense it, <laughs> condense it down. First, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, if it's September, I'm rooting for September 23rd. That's my birthday. Uh, right on, so I'm hoping that's the target date. And if it is, I am open to being a godfather. Just putting that out there. Uh, oh, offering my services. So, uh, <laughs> you, you literally offered to be the godfather of my potential next child. And now well, <laughs> you guys aren't having a baby yet. So wow. I'm stepping into an active pregnancy that's going on right now. Uh, Nick, thank you. Thank you so much. And I just, as you were talking about that, I one question I, I have for you right off the bat is, as you've, as you've been a pastor, which is a, a certain brand. And as a father is, we always talk about branding, right? And there's the father, and then you have your own business and your personal brand. How do you best display those? So you maintain your true self across everything you do? Yeah. I mean, I think it all has to do with intent. 
around what you're doing, why you're doing it, and and how that translates to your work and your greatest contribution. Um, my wife is rather private, so I don't talk a lot about family dynamics as far as like posting pictures of kids and doing all that kind of stuff on social. It's, it's rare that I do, and I do sometimes, but we've kind of decided to do the whole like church and state and separate those two things. Um, so like as far as my personal brand goes and even within my business, like my kids aren't necessarily a part of that. Um, and, and my wife is somewhat, um, but, but she prefers to kind of be behind the scenes. That's just how she is. She's always been that way. I try to encourage her to get out in front and, and her time will come when she's ready. Um, so it's a patient journey because I know she's had so much to offer the world. Um, but, you know, truthfully, I kind of look at like my second family as my team. And I think when you look at team dynamics, I mean, we've grown an agency from zero to uh, over half a million dollars in revenue in four months. In fact, we did it in three months. So you have to create like we have we went from zero employees to 20 employees uh, and or contractors, people who are co collaborators with our brand. And so you got to show up for those people uniquely. And I think it's also really important to create kind of like, uh, for lack of better terms, internal celebrities for your brand, like people of prominence, just like on a TV show, you have your main character but then you have the supporting actor uh and then of course that continues to people uh, whether it's cameos and or other so so it is really important to give permission to other people to share the stage with you and uh, mm -hmm. i know what it's like to be fully behind the scenes i was a pastor i never spoke a sermon on a stage before um like so that's the crazy thing and after hosting over a thousand live events and live experiences i never spoke uh on the stage once from that context of teaching, educating, inspiring. Um, and so I know what it's like to be behind the scenes. And I also know uh, the feelings that go along with that of maybe they're not asking me because I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not getting opportunity because I'm not being seen. Uh, and then the opposite side was like that star capability and quality was actually my greatest strength. It just was never leveraged. I was never asked why. Well, because I gave people peace behind the scenes knowing that they could go do that greatest work. So. You know, true stars are reflective of other stars. That's how it actually shines brighter. And so that's just a quality that I carry based on my life experiences. But um, but yeah, man, so I, I think that's that's probably at the core is like, I really try to give a stage time and uh, shine the light back to my team and illuminate that. And then there's no question, you know, uh, I think it's been said before that behind every great man is a better woman. Uh, my woman's out in front. And I think that's what's cool. And in a lot of ways in my life, you know, she's actually right up next to me. We're running together. And there's a lot of decisions that I trust her with. And there's a lot of decisions she trusts me with. So it's really symbiotic and it works really well. But trust is in all formats. Trust is the most important thing behind intent. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, Nick, you know, it's, it's impressive that you're you're mentioning having, you know, your, your wife, you're expecting another child. You already have three you mentioned um going on to your fourth how how is it growing the current business plus all the other projects you're working on with three kids one on the way how does that dynamic look like in terms of like your availability to the family do you set specific schedules to make sure like dad's available for certain days how do you manage all of that yeah, I mean, it's complicated. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes I need to show up at home a little bit more. Sometimes I need to show up in the business a little bit more. And uh, that does come down to just how well we can operate together as a team. Um, after 2020 and having massive growth in a business, 
but then also having growth at home, it's like I'm scaling two businesses at once. If you want to view it that angle from uh, from the the side of business, or in the opposite way, it's like you know having your main family, and then now you're adopting a bunch of uh, other kids, and so that's like my team because they have unique uh, needs and challenges, and they need attention as well. So so it's constant uh, need to give uh, short bursts of uh, high quality interaction. Um, and I think that, you know, it does boil down to the fact of like when you are present, how effective are you versus just having a large amount of time? Time is the, you know, most pre precious resource on the planet. It's priceless, but it also uh, is free. And so you got to be really careful in how you uh, express it and where you spend it. Because truly, wherever you spend your time, you can find where your heart, where your treasure, where your greatest contribution will be. So I did make a decision to use Craig Ballantyne's formula uh, that's called the perfect day for the entrepreneur. And, um, you know, I started with date night on Friday nights. It's just like sacred space for my wife and I, we go out or do things and whatever. Um, and so like that time was the first thing that went on my calendar. And the second thing that went on my calendar was one-on-ones with my kids. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then I start planning in business and other elements uh, of things that need to happen for, what I'm doing in life. But remember, I said, everything starts with intent and follow through on trust. So the intention is family first. And then the trust line is like that. I can't violate what those commitments are. Also in the business, I say, Hey, these are the times I'm going to be here at home. These are the focus points. And certainly it's a lot more time than that, but I'm just, those are the pillars. And then the focus time in the business, it's not interruptive. I mean, like I can't, I can't have massive interruption because then that messes up what needs to happen at home. So both sides respect each other, but I do believe that however we treat people and or our own business and or our company and the headspace we create, however we treat it will then have a boomerang in how it treats us. So with having clarity, efficiency, those are the things that I'm working on in my life right now of just getting so much better at is intention uh, and how that rides into efficiency and effectiveness, no matter where I am and what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, I love how you defined putting the family first on your calendar and having that that time and and everything dedicated to that and then build everything else around it. That really does go to show uh, your intent, as you mentioned, on the time with your family. And so they know this is the time you have set aside. And I know schedules can change, but you, at least you have it set um, and to the best of your ability. So as you've now built this company and, and you made this and you made this change and you're a father and God, God really bless you for having so many kids under the age of five. Um, <laughs> how, how was your life growing up? How was, how was an influence of, of your parents, of other mentors that shaped you in the decisions that you've, that you've made the paths that you've changed as a father you're becoming how has that all had some sort of influence on what you've done? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm originally from New York. So like we have a lot of cultural influence around like Italian family. Okay. So like that's so huge in our world, like from where I came from uh, and then where I'm at today. Uh, of course, like those dynamics are rooted in the foundation of like who I am. So family is very important. But for me, I was third in line. So I was, I'm the youngest of three boys uh, and we're all about two years apart. Um, and so dynamics at home, my father was actually a drug dealer till he was 30. And so mm. from 13 to 30, you know, that was his hustle. That's what he did. Uh, met my mom, you know, a few years after that, they decided they were gonna have kids and he had to stop doing that. He had to quit that career, if we want to call it that, that's what it was. 
and he had to shift into something different. And so uh, my grandfather owned several businesses, uh, like small businesses, convenience stores, things like that back in New York. And so my father went and basically tripled the company. So he ended up working for my grandfather, took all those like insane entrepreneurial skills of like, you know, being a street pharmacist and applied it into like, you know, brick and mortar and it worked and and it was crazy successful. He was making multiple six figures within his first couple of years. Um, But he was working 18 hours a day. And I remember just actually just less than a year ago, he was here uh, in Denver and um, we were taking a walk with one of my mentors and my mentor, Tony asked him like, what's the biggest regret you have in life? And he said that I wasn't there in those early stages for my kids. I wasn't there as much as I wanted to be. But here's the crux of the story. He made a really hard decision to go from making multiple six figures to making $18,000 a year. And he got a Pepperidge Farm route. Okay, this is a guy with an eighth grade education, right? Was really successful in entrepreneurial business. But he said, you know what? I'm just going to kind of go work for somebody else because he saw us in our cribs at night. That's all the time that he ever had with us. So he made a really hard decision on integrity and like making a path forward that was uh, caused other challenges because then there were financial challenges, right? And all this other stuff. But he's like, you know, if I fail at one thing, I don't want it to be that I wasn't available for my kids. Um, and so that was a hard decision that he made. But it's something that in in retrospect and reflecting on this first time I ever heard him talk about that was with my mentor. Um, I realized that like I don't want to make the same mistake that he already repaired. And so there was a bigger level and a higher level of awareness, which allowed me to take personal responsibility to do things differently. And so I told my wife, like, it's a non-negotiable. These these set times, we got to keep them. We got to have great family experiences every quarter. I want each one of my kids um, to be looking forward to one thing every 90 days that we can always talk about that we're excited about, that we're doing one-on-one, some type of experience or doing something unique together. And so that's like my current frame that I'm working on is like, that. what is that one thing I want to do with them or what do they want? But my dad did set the precedent for that, of that he was willing to forsake, uh, you know, prominence and prestige and money and all those other things to just make sure that he was present. Um, and so I, I would say that's like the biggest thing. And then, the, you know, the uniqueness at home was definitely complicated uh, from a, an emotional, uh, like, uh, availability perspective and all those things, which are kind of secondary to this conversation. But yeah, my father made some really hard decisions. My mom did too. You know, she went back to school. She ended up becoming an RN. She's worked in pediatrics with kids for 30 years. And, um, you know, they kind of switched roles a little bit there. And um, I think my mom regrets that a little bit. Uh, But at the end of the day, uh, she has a phenomenal relationship with each and every one of us. And and things all, they all end up working out just fine. But but those are the things, those are decisions a lot of us have to face. You know, for entrepreneurs, does our wife keep working when we're doing well or do we not? Because then it creates more risk. There's a lot associated. There's no question. Yeah. You know, your your story is so interesting with your dad. It, there's so many of us as adults were faced with those moments where we're like careers taking off. On that end, things are great. Financially, things are great. You know, the house, the vacations. And then sometimes it is hard to reflect and go, wait a minute. I'm, I'm taking time away from my kids. It's a pivotal moment. What do you do? Do you just power through and go, you know what? They'll be old enough soon to not even worry. Or do you actually go, you know what? I want to intentionally make a sacrifice that allows me to to spend time with them. Not that there's a right or wrong answer, but just the fact that your dad went the complete opposite after and then, you know, took the career that was making him money, grew, you know, grew his dad's, your granddad's business. That's interesting. That's powerful. I mean, that's a big decision to make. You know, so I'm sure that has impacted you. 
Uh, I mean, have you have you been faced with something that grand of a pivot point? I know you mentioned the nonprofit things at first, and then going into the into the for profit sector. Has was that that moment for you? Um, I think that uh, I want to kind of answer this in in two parts. The first thing of like. What have I done if I've faced one of those situations? I just don't judge myself. Like I'm, I'm chasing after uh, having a life that's congruent with what I truly feel inside. That my responsibility is. I feel like I have a mandate from heaven. It's a little different than having a job. It's a little bit different than having a career. It's a mandate. It's a handwritten note from God that says, "Like go do this." Right. And so I lean on that a lot, and it allows me to not have judgment of. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not great enough as a dad. It was intimidating for me to talk on a show about fatherhood because all of us look at our lives and we're like, oh, you know, we read an article and we're like, I just can't even read it because so much what self judgment comes in and our inability to be the person that we need to be based on things that we don't even know. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned is like I had to relieve, you know, and release judgment in order to learn what I could do better, which allowed me to then show up in a greater degree at home. And so the judgment at times was overwhelming. And if I just said, no, no, it's okay. You don't, you don't know what you don't know. You're in the pursuit of what you want to know. So you're on track to learn. It's not like you're just taking a backseat. You're on track to learn. Now just don't make the same mistake twice. Just do something about it. If you're going to learn, then apply the action and do something different. And um, I think that that was key to uh, the way that I show up and how I'm started, how I've started over the last couple of years specifically to just weigh things differently as far as business and, and things at home. So I, I think that's the first part. And I think secondarily, like, yeah, I've been faced with a ton of those decisions. Um, man, I feel like more than I can count, <laughs> but um, it wasn't really the transition to ministry. I started building my business in 2015. So that's the year that our first daughter was born. Um, but now going from like one to two was fine, but then like two to three was much harder, three to four. I mean, it's, efficiency is is really 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 critical and vision and where we're going what we're doing at home and also in the business are very important because you don't have time to screw up because you you mm-hmm. can't really like reverse it so you have to be intentional um and you have to communicate you know you have to communicate and say this is what i need the other day i told my wife i have to work through today i have to it's the first time i've done it in six months but i'm like i have to work through today it's just not gonna happen she's like cool got it no problem how can i help you Mm. that that is very very different mm. from what prior experience was like when i was feeling stressed overwhelmed frustrated uncertain anxious um i couldn't think my iq like dropped in half because of the amount of stress hormones in my body of like all the judgment and all that i should be there and i could get there and why am i not doing things this way and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing and right. It's just judgment. If we can clear judgment, it's so amazing how much the rest of our life changes. And if our goal is not success uh, and it's happiness and mm. it's like really being happy, then I'm like, no, I'm actually happy when I'm working and I love doing that. I'm also happy, very happy spending three hours a day with my family. If that's the time blocks that we have undoubtedly. And then, you know, an hour and a half to two hours with my wife at night, like, then that, that is what it is. And we've just made the agreements to understand that like we're not going to go against our hard wiring, but we have to understand what our pursuit is. And so for me, I traded success for safety. I was like, I need to feel safe. I realized that. And then, of course, my business exploded. Why? Because I was going after the right thing. 
accolades didn't do anything for me. The stress was still there. But when I felt safe and my wife felt safe, everything in life was easy. So we're like, oh, safety is a huge part of happiness. So now <laughs> success is guaranteed. I already know I'm going to win because I already won. I'm just catching up. Now I feel safe. Now my wife feels safe. Now my kids feel safe. The only other thing that can happen to attribute to our happiness is getting lucky, like hitting the lotto mm -hmm. or like hanging out with really awesome people or when someone in front of us at Starbucks buys our coffee or we do that for other people, we feel lucky. We feel blessed. We feel like we have something to contribute and or that someone else thought of us. So that was the missing equation in the bigger picture picture for us. And once that was solved, dude, like everything changed. Everything wow. changed. Huge. I love how you, how you just put that in um, talking about safety and grace and having those abilities and feeling the blessings that you have. It's, it's, it's so freeing as, as adults, as men, as parents, when, when we can understand that, because I, I struggle with hosting, co-hosting a uh, podcast on being a dad when I have day-to-day -day challenges with, with my kids um, and there's an overarching one going on right now with my son. And it's, I'm like, I feel like an imposter because I see some Instagram post of some, of some other dad out there, just like rock starring it as a parent. And I'm like, oh, man, I kind of suck. And then I take a second to realize, you know what? That's not real life. This is real life. And and if I can remember that and give grace for myself, then I never thought of it how you put it. I can feel that safe, that safety, then everything else will just will just happen. I, Nick, thank you so much for how you put that. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, man. You're so welcome. How how's that looked for you guys, you know, like in your journey of like what you're chasing, how that applies to the business. I feel like my dad did have that shift. I'm just curious from you guys as well, if you guys are okay that I flipped the script here a little bit, but I, but I am genuinely curious. <clears throat> like on the opposite side, right? Like my dad found success and then he was like, that's not what I want. And he countermeasured, I think against regret. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really powerful. Um, but like, how's that showed up for you guys? What have you felt like is your current aim in, in fatherhood and like also what are what are do you need to change it and if so what do you need to aim towards Nelson I'll let you take this one. <clears throat> yeah honestly you know you mentioned 2015 that's when I started my company inspired the youth that I run now it's a mental health agency hire therapists to work with kids here in the state of New Jersey um, prior to that I feel like I I feel like my priorities were wrong and what I was chasing it was more about being financially wealthy, money, money, money. That kind of was the environment that I was in in my early 20s. Um, we flipped some houses, was involved in some real estate, work, worked under uh, some financial advisement. So it was always a topic of money, but it, it didn't translate, like you said, into happiness. It didn't really translate into much freedom either because it was just round-the-clock work. Um, and in 2015, my son turned five. I had the opportunity to start this company to work in the mental health field um, was from scratch. So, so I was very intentional about every step of the way, making sure that the company did not become who I did not become who the company was. So I, I made sure there was a separation between running the business and being who I'm supposed to be, being myself, discovering who I am. Um, so, so along that process, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think sometimes we get caught up thinking 
just because we're entrepreneurs doesn't mean 24 seven, we have to be running something or executing some form of business. So I, I was extremely intentional about growing the company in a form that required less of me as things grew. Um, so now I work maybe a 20 hour week. Business runs very well. I have a, an amazing clinical director. I have people, layers of leadership in place that allows the company to be healthy without me having to pick up every phone call, without me having to attend every meeting. Um, and that thing has been the biggest blessing. So the past, you know, since since 2015, it's been an up and, and down battle. And there's times where, like you said, you have to tell your wife or you have to tell your son, look, I'm not available. I have to do this because it's, it's crucial to the infrastructure of the business. Um, but if that's seven days a week, you're doing something wrong. I, and, and look, and, and there's conversations I've had with, with other business owners and they're like, well, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I'm leaving money on the table. But do I want my son at 25 to have an abundance of money and not know his dad or for my son to have security within his finances and also know who his dad is? And that's that's kind of that trade off where I and I constantly tell it to people, I'd rather leave money on the table. Yeah. Every day of the week, if, if it's going to jeopardize the relationship with my wife or my son, it's an easy decision for me. Um, so yeah, that's, like I said, as you're, you were telling the story of your dad and even of yourself kind of pivoting in certain places, I'm like, yeah, we can all resonate to that. It, it does require us to make the decision with, like you said, with no judgment, because the person that decides, you know what, I'd rather work more and not see my family. If that's the decision you made and you're happy and your family's happy, great. You know, like as long as you're happy with those decisions, I'm not judging, but for me, it's, I, I think I, I chased that in my 20s so much, and I realized it didn't get me to the point of of any fulfillment. Um, mm. So, yeah. It's mm. huge. Yeah. That's so I, good, man. I love that. Yeah, Nelson's story is pretty pretty incredible. Um, I'm grateful to have him as a, as a co-host, and we, we hang out quite a bit, even though we've never met in person. <laughs> um, for, my, for myself, it was my dad chased the title and the money, and um, for whatever whatever his real reason was or is, um, I I decided young in my adulthood when I started having kids to not to not do that. And I kind of swung, I guess, in the opposite direction of the pendulum, not being completely healthy and and did that. So instead, I forgave career advancements and and money to be at every swim practice. I coached baseball. I was on the board for the swim team for, I was at my daughter's ballet, soccer, cello. I mean, I was always there. I brought lunch Fridays to school. So it was, that's what I chose um, because I wanted to be present and I wanted to show them opposite. I, you know, evaluating it now in therapy and, I wanted to be opposite of my of my own father and to be present and maybe too much. So, you know, as my kids are now, my son graduates high school next week, my daughter will then follow in a year. I now evaluate as I've switched I've switched um, industries because of COVID, what do I want? Do I want to keep doing this? Do I want to grow in a career um, in the industry I'm in or do I want to do something else? I'm kind of at a crossroads 
for myself and trying to figure that out as I no longer will have that day-to-day interaction and responsibility of my kids being older now. What is it that I, that I want for myself and being divorced and trying to, to kind of write the next chapter in, in my own book. So yeah, it's, it's, it's different in trying to figure that out. And, um, and that's why I thought about doing this podcast and, um, I'm grateful for Nelson and, and Nick yourself and the guests we've had on because I, I really feel it gives dads and, and moms even an opportunity to see what life is like in other people's world behind the curtain. We get to meet the wizard and mm-hmm. to know, even if it's like a five minute moment, they've had that question. They've had that challenge. They want to make that pivot. They don't know how to act to this. They don't know how to react. We offer a, a small insight in, you know, 35, 40 minutes an episode and and then it allows as an arm reach here if you want more contact us let us know um so yeah thank you for asking that question and sorry if i went on a little bit but i i um, do it's amazing man i i appreciate you your your insight to all of this is just yeah it's pushing my head to another level which i don't know if i have time the rest of today to keep thinking about it when we get off the podcast (laughs) but i'll have to (laughs) Hey, yeah, Nick, man. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, no, no. Go. I have one more question I wanted to ask you before we kind of get into the last few questions. We wrap up with. Um, your your oldest. You said is five. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's almost six. She'll be six in June. Gonna be six soon. Um, is there anything you're? I say with the oldest because she's probably coming into like asking a lot more questions about herself and just being more in depth with, with some ideas. Is there anything you're intentionally doing or saying affirmations or just, is there anything intentional you're doing to, to help foster some of these ideas we're talking about now in a five, almost six year old? Yeah, there's two things that I do. They're really autonomous. It's kind of like, I just, one day I was just like, yeah, let's do that. And it, and it just like stuck. I think like we need to listen to ourselves more about the things that we're making the greatest impact with, with our kids. And even if it's like, you need to do this, or if you just get a prompt and you're like, what about this? Like you just, you just don't, you just let the idea come. Or if the feeling comes then you just like follow it. And so one of the things we started doing with our daughter when she first was in preschool was every single day we would do affirmations in the car. We live literally mm-hmm. across the street from the school. So it's like a five minute drive through our neighborhood, maybe, right? It's like three to five minutes and we just do affirmations with her. And I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but this is what I did. I went on Pinterest. Well, my wife first was just doing it with her and that's, that's perfect. They have their way of doing it. I have my way of doing it with her, but I went on Pinterest and I was looking uh, for things that are affirmations for kids. And um, I have a board that's called um, kid advice and it's things that I wish that someone would have told me that now I choose to tell my kids, right? Because there's always a part of us that's trying to repair the past. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's actually noble. And so, you know, for me, I kind of was like the kid who always forgot his lunch and I was always running late, you know? And so like, there wasn't any mind space because I always felt like I was behind. There wasn't any mind space for me to have uh, a higher level of doing things on purpose because I was always forgetting the next thing. Uh, just kind of very atypical for me as a kid. So I was like, you know what, these affirmations, I know if I can get this into her subconscious, understanding that our subconscious programming handles 95 to 98% of our adult life and our daily thinking, 95 to 98%. 
So I'm like, it is my responsibility with that level of awareness. It's my responsibility to program her correctly, like a computer. Like we are trillion dollar bio hacking mm -hmm. computers. That's what our bodies are. So I'm like, I'm writing the operating system. I'm doing all the coding between zero and six. So what is my responsibility in that reality in order to help her be the best version of herself every single day that she drives to school? And in the morning when she has a higher level of awareness and consciousness, we freaking deposit into that kid. One thing that she used to pro like prompt because then we got her doing it on her own. And so I'd say like, what do you want to do for your affirmations today? And she's like, I'd be a good listener, right? And I'm like, well, I don't want her to be a good listener. Just follow what she's told later on in life. So I, I started rewiring it as to like, I'm going to follow my intuition that I am worthy, right? Because she, if she's in an environment and she knows that she probably should like not be talking or she needs to be focusing, paying attention, that she'll be more present, that she'll follow her internal guide. And not just that she's going to listen to some old white dude who tells her what to do in a freaking, in a, in a boardroom. Cause that shit's not going to fly for me. Like that's where I get like a little feisty, but on the mm -hmm. opposite side, it's like for her to actually like take charge of her life, to be the Xenon warrior princess that she is. Cause that is a big part of her. She's a warrior. I want to make sure that her greatest gift is not harmed by even the affirmations that we are creating, even if they're good. So we re rewired that with my son. I realized he needs more time with me like the wrestling, the pushing, the shoving, because otherwise it comes out in his behavior. So like, I got to exhaust the kid a little more. I got to give him permission with me to like, and so I started doing that and it changed the dynamics of his behavior, his sleep patterns and everything. So they're just so moldable in those early years. And you don't necessarily know what to do. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even have awareness of this until like the last probably 18 months. So like, Right. So I'm looking over the timeline going like, yeah, my wife told me six months after she was already driving her to school that she was doing this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's huge. How does the ripple effect happen now in her life and how can we make it better? How can we optimize it? And how does that show up for other kids? So I, I just realized, like, I'm going to have three girls and one boy. So it's like for my daughters, they need safety. Whatever I model for them between zero and six will be modeled by their partner when they're 36. So huge responsibility huge responsibility and it's the effectiveness of the time that i do have with them so affirmations have been huge and then also again my daughter she's she's uh super unique um and very driven like we do lemonade stands in the summer and homegirl like knocks on doors like she's like right drew lock uh, the quarterback awesome. for the broncos lives down the street from me she barges right in his house she doesn't even care just boom pounds on the door someone opens the door she runs right in she's chasing the dog that's her personality. She just doesn't, there is no box. Uh, and, and I'm wired very similarly in that way, but she just has the imagination and the non-social conditioning of an adult. So she just does whatever the heck she wants, which is awesome. So, um, so like, that's how she's wired. So the thing for her, we watch a motivational video on YouTube every single night, mm. every single night and her favorite one. And so for anybody who, who doesn't like this person, it is what it is. Understand this is for a kid who's learning a principle about perseverance. There's some motivational video, because in the thread, right? If you're watching Tom Bellew and Gary Vee and Jordan Peterson and uh, uh, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher, like those are the ones, that's a variety that we go after. And then a Trump video popped up and it's all about perseverance. Now you got to think of him in the context of the entrepreneur, because that's when this video was like most of his stuff. So he's like, you never give up. You always push through. You know, you don't allow people who say it's not possible. And for you to believe that, you have to be the one person who doesn't and have the audacity to go try. And that one video is what she always wants to watch. 
always, always, always. Because she's like, I love it, Daddy. He says, never give up. For me as a kid, five years old, I almost drowned. Mm. 12 years old, my grandmother threw me in a pool and she's like, you're going to figure this crap out. I didn't give up. Perseverance is the uniqueness of my DNA as a dad and as an entrepreneur. I just don't give up and I don't judge myself because I'm just, I'm trying. I'm out here trying. I'm doing my best. And even if I don't necessarily want her absorbing all of the content from a specific person, there's something in me that's like, there's something in her that's resonating with that video that's being spoken to her. And I don't want to judge the process. I'm going to say it is what it is. It's a common principle about perseverance that changed my life. And if that's speaking to her, I let it be. So literally last part of the story and then I'm done. She's driving her, riding her bike down the road. She's still learning her bike stuff because she's a little unique for her, but she's still learning. She said, daddy, never give up while she's riding her bike. <laughs> to me, that is the greatest reward. Sometimes dads, we're not the messenger of the most important message that will change their life. My grandmother was the one who changed my life. A, a, a YouTube motivational video was the one that is giving her that grit and programming that she will pursue anything in her life that she wants and that she will never, ever give up. I didn't make it up. It's just what happened. It was just circumstance. And now that's something that's really impacting her. So I just want to encourage you. There's no right way. There is just an intentional way that says that I'm doing my best. If you're doing your best, you're going to, I'm sure in fatherhood, I know my dad talking with him, there's things he wished he would have done differently, but he did everything that he knew to do. And to me, that's a win. Hmm. Yeah. You just nailed it right on the head. We're just trying to be intentional and do the best we can um totally. we can always we can always second guess ourselves so we can continue this conversation another probably hour i don't want to take up any more of your, your time i would like to try and meet up with you i'm on the north side of denver so if you ever have be. some time blocked out we can distantly socially get together and um and hang out and then maybe we'll facetime nelson because he's on the other part of the, <laughs> of the country so but anyway yeah we'd love to sometime nick uh, a couple questions right as we are yeah. coming to the close that i always want to ask every guest um and i i have a feeling you're going to have a really great answer just based on our conversation today it's what do you want your legacy to be uh the person who gave the most without any expectation of return this guy <laughs> that's awesome damn Wow. That is good. That is good. Okay. <laughs> the game's generosity for me, man. That's that's awesome. Um uh okay. Sorry. Uh as we'll try and end on a little bit of a lighter note, do you have a dad joke or a dad story <laughs> to to share with the with the world? <laughs> oh my god. Um <clears throat> I don't have a dad joke. A dad story. Tell me more about what you're looking for in a dad story. I'm sure I got plenty of them. Something that happened to you since you've been a dad that could be a little funny uh, was either or was eye opening um, in unintentionally was an eye opening moment with your kids. Hmm. This sucks because this is the only one that's coming to mind, but this one sucks. <laughs> but I'm just going to be honest because that's, that is the way it is. Thank you. <laughs> um, my daughter, when she corrected me for something that I said to my wife, she's like, daddy, that wasn't nice. And you shouldn't do that to mommy. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> Thank you. I accept that. 
And I said, and I want to thank you for speaking up mm. because something in you said to say that. And you know what? Daddy made a mistake. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to call mommy right now. And dad's going to apologize to her. Okay. And this is how we got to do it. So I know it's deep, but it's like literally the thing that happened like within the last week. So it's just top of mind. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go there. So, um, so we FaceTimed her and I apologized and just modeled the behavior of like non-judgment. I screwed up. Everybody screws up. These things happen. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go, well, do you know why? Because mommy did. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what is that going to do? It's going to engineer a deflective response system when they receive correction. So I had to just like, just take it in and go, you're right. And of course, the the disappointment and all that. But I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, my kid's a freaking champion. Yeah. Like you stood up and you spoke out. Like mm -hmm. that's what we need more of in the world of people who see things that are wrong, that are unjust, that are right to speak out and to actually use their voice. I spend my time in business unmuting entrepreneurs. I don't want to mute my kids. And to see that modeled in her, dude, that was freaking, that was epic. That's that, perfect. That, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Those those are the experiences that sometimes we we don't realize how impactful they are. But you're absolutely right. Over the next course of the next few years, her speaking up is it's a powerful place to be, especially as oh, a kid. Yeah. I mean, kids are usually told what to do. It's kind of just a parent-child relationship. Do this, do that. The fact that she's like, no, dad, hold up. You did something wrong and you were actually <laughs> humble enough to acknowledge it and, and address it immediately in front of her. That's That's powerful. Um, the last thing I'd like to do is I have a, would you rather question ha has your daughter or your kids gotten into that kind of, would you rather do this or would you rather do that? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> we're at the age where kids are like their friends are starting to become much more important. That's with my daughter, uh, for sure. She's at like just almost six. So like her kids are, uh, or her friends rather are a lot more important than, uh, than us. It's starting to get there. So, yeah. yeah. Get ready. It gets worse. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, I have a, I have a, a would you rather, my son at, for the past couple of years in the car, like randomly, he'll just start asking questions. You have to answer honestly, and you have to give a little bit of a reason why you're picking your answer. Uh, and I, I'd like for you to go first, and then Sean can, can follow up with his, his answer. So, this is the question that I had, had today is would you rather, only get to work on a helicopter or only get to work on a horse. Hmm. Assuming that you're still going into an office or, or, you know, you have a, a 25, 30 minute drive to work. Yeah. I would say a helicopter just for the sake of efficiency. <laughs> I can get back and forth faster. Now the horse gives me the idea of that. I would be a rancher, which a big part of me is like, I would rather do that. But if I'm doing 51, 49, Get in the chopper. <laughs> There's my dad joke. There's my dad joke. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, respect that. I respect that. Sean, what are you what are you doing? Would you rather get into mm. only get to work on a helicopter or only get to work on a horse? Um I would I would say horse. Um only because I maybe could use the horse for other things than just commuting to work. And because I think it would actually be pretty funny to see me riding on a horse through downtown Denver to, to get to work <laughs> parts, <laughs> parts of the parts of Denver. They would actually be like, no big deal because there are still people riding horses on the side streets. But, um, to see, uh, you know what? I could actually blend in Nick with like during, um, uh, the livestock show when they come oh, and bring done, all dude. the 
all the um, cattle through the city, I could actually just kind of like just bounce right in and just kind of be riding with them. So <laughs> there's my, there's my reason. It, <laughs> I like that. I like that. You know, I'm in New Jersey. Helicopters, we'll, we'll see them kind of pass over every once in a while. I, I think it would be pretty eye catching for me to show up on a horse to the front of a building. What are you going to say to me if I'm late? <laughs> what are you going to tell this guy who showed up on a horse in the tri-state area? Nothing. You're not saying anything to me. So I'm, I'm probably going to go with a horse. Nick, dude, this was, this is exactly the reason why, like I said, you kind of just caught my attention on clubhouse. Um, you know, you, everything you say, it's genuine. It's pure. It's exactly what you're living. Um, I'm sure dads and parents in general are just going to hear the podcast, get a lot out of it, and hopefully they can find you on on your social media. So you do have your own website. Yeah, you got it, man. NickCavito.com. That's N-I-C-K-C-A-V, like victory. That's what my name means, which is pretty dope. U-O-T-O. And uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, NickCavito.com. And then, uh, yeah, if you're an entrepreneur and and you're looking to create a lot more content and you're feeling stuck, muted, like you, you know, my big thing is wanting to give and contribution to the world. You can check me out at tenurebrands.com and work with my team. And you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Cavuto uh, and uh, would love to catch up with you guys there. So DM me, say, hey, um, I'd love to keep you encouraged. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, your Instagram's great. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, if, if somebody does at least want to follow you on Instagram, you post videos, you have some, I mean, some of the stuff you've shared now, co- it, it goes exactly with what you're already posting. So again, same person on Clubhouse, on social media, in person. Um, it's awesome. It truly is. Thanks, Nick, bro. thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. Again, I hope to um, meet up with you before your fourth child arrives on hopefully September 23rd and <laughs> um, but everyone please follow, follow Nick. Uh, this has been just incredible today and um, appreciate your time. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know how else we can help serve you, provide value and bring other guests onto the show. Everyone, please uh, thank you and have a great day.